Hello and welcome once again to Life Lessons with an Inebriated Psychic. I will be your guide to all things metaphysical. I'm going to start today just by um, sending out my condolences because the Queen passed away and of course I am a Brit so it seems kind of appropriate to actually acknowledge it. Uh, personally not big into the monarchy, don't really see their place in the modern world. think that Prince Charles himself is not that great a guy and that's just my opinion take it or leave it um, I think we could do a lot more with the land that they own that really they got by using other people in order to gain their wealth which seems to be a common theme these days let's look at the Amazon King Bezos he literally pays his people minimums and expects them to carry on working to make him billions enough that he can go to space so there's a discrepancy there for me as to how these people actually made their money and how they treated the people who helped them get there and then you know what happens later i do think in this day and age the antiquated notion of having a king is kind of insanity but at the same time it is tradition and we've got to remember the humanity of the moment which is there are a lot of people a lot of family members of the queen who are sincerely mourning her loss you know to them she was mother grandmother aunt great aunt great grandmother i mean she she led a very long and good life and she had accessible to her anything and everything she could possibly want and I think once her husband passed it was literally a matter of time I mean the woman was nearly a hundred and now she gets to go back and be with him once again so that said sending out my condolences to her family and anybody who's mourning the loss and uh, may they find their blessings in the fact that she did not have a long and terrible fight with illness at the end. She was still raring to go and able to get up and do things. I know she had a few issues, but nothing too terrible. And in that, she was very blessed. So I think that's enough of that. I don't really have a lot to say on the monarchy and people would not like my opinions. Okay, so this past weekend, my husband and I and a few of our friends decided to go to Zach Baggins Haunted Museum here in Las Vegas. We had looked at it a few times and said we would do it and we finally made time and went and met up with a few friends and went to go see this most haunted place in Vegas and it was an interesting museum i've got to say that it was very interesting they have a lot of serial killer stuff and of course before you go into somewhere where the claims are that there are demonic things things with possession dolls that have been possessed a b c and d you kind of think to yourself okay as a spiritual person we all know how to protect ourselves so each one of us was carrying something that we consider our personal protection because you never want to take something creepy home with you nod nod wink wink so we went on in and the first room had a lot of weird clowns and dolls and things like that and there was a doll in the case in this little tiny room 
that supposedly is haunted and is a poltergeist and they put it in this like little plastic um, perspex case so that it didn't cause harm now i have never heard in my entire life that perspex is the way to stop demonic possessions because i really think if it was that easy you know this would have come about a lot sooner but anyways we walked in and the first doll it was creepy looking a couple of us kind of thought maybe its eyes moved a little i'm not convinced i think maybe we were reading into it because we wanted to see something that's why we were there but honestly just walking in there i wasn't too spooked it didn't feel any kind of real way to me i didn't really feel any kind of energetic presence that normally when i go into a haunted building i will feel and again we were all wearing protection maybe we put so much protection on that it stopped anything from bothering us wouldn't be the first time so we're walking through the museum and the museum is absolutely fascinating so there are there's a room with the bed where lamar odom overdosed and where dennis hoff passed away and they're like oh yeah there's a demon connected to this bed and i'm like i'm feeling nothing okay but you know still interesting you know because these are big names that were on this bed and they've literally got it laid out with you know all of the stuff that was in the room so they've recreated the bedroom which is quite fascinating in and of itself then we went into another room which was dedicated to the church of satan and the founder of that was anton levey and in one of the cases was his chalice and there were a couple of skeletons in little caskets and so we were stood in there a while and they're like oh yeah we definitely see stuff in here and again nothing um overall interesting like to hear the history of these items and i love history like there's so much you can learn from it so i'm okay with that we go down the next uh, room and this one is a recreation of dr death john kevorkian jack kevorkian sorry and it literally is his things out of his office all put in the same like they literally make the room look like his office and they've got a picture of his actual office and they've just recreated it with the stuff that they were able to get from his estate now this is fascinating to me i know jack kevorkian dr death oh what an awful person he was killing people i get that in one way but in another way you know we put down our animals when they are in too much pain to live and there are towns and states and countries in the world where they actually see the humanity when somebody is in that level of pain of actually letting them make the decision to let go of their life and move on in a nice way doctor assisted you know suicide is is a legitimate thing these days and if we have that much compassion for our animals why don't we have it for our people so to me john kravokian not evil i know the nickname dr death kind of implies him doing something bad but to me what he was doing was basically god's work he was taking people out of pain and he was letting them make the decision themselves a lot of people don't know he wouldn't actually press the button and allow the chemicals to go into the body himself 
he made sure that the person in the van where he would commit these acts the person who was there had been talked to had made the decision for themselves he would hand them the little button so that they could press it when they were ready they could say their prayers say goodbye and then press the button and then the liquids would go in and they would pass away and i think that that is actually a real kindness as somebody who lives in pain i I definitely can see the day where i might want to escape it and so for that i have nothing but compassion for the people who are referred to as his victims but who in actuality he was helping save because if you've never been in pain you don't know how bad it can get um so in the next room they literally have found his van the van that he committed these acts in i won't call them murder because to me it wasn't murder and they have the van there and they've made it so that they've put like a mattress in the back and they've put all of these things there so that you can see how he would have had it set up and that was quite interesting and of course because i'm me i literally stick my hand there to see if i can feel any kind of energy coming from the van is there anybody still hanging out who made that decision and then ended up stuck and so i reached out and i'm waiting to see if i feel anything i don't really feel anything um a lot of people tend to pass out in these rooms it has been brought to my attention that they keep it really warm and the people who pass out generally are of a stature where the warmth will affect them and make them pass out and they like to replay these videos of people passing out at different areas in the museum i tend to think it's very much nothing to do with any kind of ghost ghoulies or demons and a lot to do with just the atmosphere in there and you're there trying to make people feel a certain kind of way as well so that was fascinating dr kevorkian's van the the whole part of that to me was absolutely fascinating then we went downstairs and downstairs in the basement of this house they tell a story about how they used to do um, satanic rituals there in the 70s this is well known as a very active place the pentagram on the floor in the basement was supposedly um, like carved into the floor so we go down these stairs and i'm always wary on stairs because i fall down them all the damn time so i'm very wary on stairs so i took it slow get to the bottom we go into this little room where these satanic rituals have been done and look at the pentagram now the pentagram to me looked like it was painted not necessarily carved and of course you're not allowed to touch anything so you know do respect and they have one of those little boxes on the corner that is um, one of those boxes that sometimes you hear names said out of them and that kind of thing and I'm listening to the box and I happen to take a minute and the box stops and starts again and I realized it's not actually actively looking whilst we're there this is just a preset recording so we're not going to get to hear anything despite claims to the contrary it was literally the same thing over and over in every single room Um, it was very interesting again there was no kind of energetic feel for me that there was anything negative there so we just carried on moved on uh in another room they had 
some uh, items of celebrities who had passed away from James Dean, the axle of the car he was driving when he passed, and apparently this car disappeared and there's this long story about how many many people who got in this car passed away mysteriously or close to having been in the car etc could be coincidence could be something but the car actually disappeared on its way from florida to vegas or texas or somewhere interesting but you know these things happen uh, one of the most fascinating parts of the of the celebrity exhibit for me was Patrick Swayze's area where they literally had some of his metaphysical um, things. He had some crystals, which love. They had one of his teeth, which I thought was just absolutely the weirdest thing I'd ever seen. But they had some wands, like there was literally a, like a gold wand with crystals and the crystals on it were like the chakras. And I did not realize that Patrick Swayze was so metaphysical in his ways. So that really kind of, that was the neatest part for me. Like that was the best. And I had just watched Ghost like the weekend before. So definitely still in that mindset of Ghost. So it was very, very cool. Um yeah i really enjoyed that part then we went into another room where the serial killer room and they've made it look like a like a cell you know you have john wayne gacy you have um ted bundy's glasses you had charles manson now charles manson this was the only place in the entire museum that I felt anything other than normal. And where Charles Manson's display is, he had a painting that he had created out of blood, which is just gross. But I literally went into that little area and that's where I started to feel very, very nauseous. Like I felt like I was gonna vomit. There was, that, that was where the energy centered for me um it was interesting there was a lot to read a lot to hear they have little videos going at all times telling you about the different people and what they did and how they got caught and all those kinds of things uh ted bundy you know you look at they literally have his bag that he used now i'm questioning how they managed to get it but you know, I always have questions, but the the Manson family gave his ashes to this museum and they have them in like a little plastic container. You can see them. And that was the only place in the entire museum that I felt any kind of anything. Everywhere else, I wasn't feeling it at all. There, I got slightly nauseous and I found that quite interesting. And then we went across the hallway and Ed Gein is also a serial killer and he used to cut people up and put them in a huge cauldron and of course the cauldron's in the plexiglass and so that to me was like interesting but you know who knows if it's his actual cauldron the stories are interesting. 
We carried on walking round. Upstairs they have a cute little clown funhouse type thing that you walk through and all these clowns jump out at you. Honestly, I've never been that frightened of clowns. It's never been my thing. It's always kind of confused me why people are terrified of clowns. They're literally supposed to make you happy and make you laugh, but whatever. Um, but upstairs, where you're walking through this little little house you know it's quite fascinating and cute and you know things jumping out at you Ooh, scary um yeah and then we got to a room where before you go in they explain that this room holds peggy the doll and peggy the doll is a doll that came from england like they brought her over from england they've done all these studies on this peggy the doll being haunted they I actually did a bit more research when I got home because I was fascinated by this doll but they claim they believe that this doll behind the plexiglass again um, literally if you look at her too long she's haunted and they think that she is a lady called Peggy who was a Holocaust victim and she's gone into this doll now the weird thing was we open the door and we're going to go look at this doll and everyone's walking and you've got to be respectful to the doll they tell you you've got to say hello peggy goodbye peggy and that way she'll leave you alone so i'm always respectful of those things like i'm pretty superstitious in nature i'm one of the biggest skeptics ever which might be part of my problem but still you be respectful when people other people have had that experience so i'm not downplaying anyone else's experience i'm just sharing mine so i turn the corner and this doll is in this plexiglass thing and i immediately start to say hi peggy and i look at this doll and I turn to my husband and I go, oh my God, it's Donna. And my husband's like, oh my God, it is. Told you she was creepy. And I'm like, hi, Peggy, I have your sister. <laughs> Bye, Peggy. And we left. And I'm like, oh my God, I have her identical twin. She lives in my closet. I've had her since I was a child. My nan got her. I have the exact same doll my doll is by no means haunted or creepy or anything but i had to when i got home my friends were like no i want to see a picture so i immediately took a picture and sent it to them they're like oh my god it's the same doll i'm like i know so that was you know probably my highlight of the entire thing was seeing this doll that i've had since the 70s an exact replica was in this case now they weren't wearing the same clothes because gosh knows where the clothes went for my doll but years ago i put her in one of my little sister's dresses and that is how she has stayed for many many years but it really gave me a kick to see her identical twin in this haunted museum i found it most amusing anyways that was just so cool and the story with her is that she literally makes people get nauseous headaches nosebleeds nightmares chest pain like they have documented this from seeing this doll i got none of that none of that at all but you know if they've had enough people who've had consistent experiences like that i'm not going to just discount it just because i'm not experiencing it doesn't mean it's not real it just means that 
I really protected myself and my friends well before we went in because who wants a demon following you home? I, I really don't need anything else affecting my life. I need to control it myself. So you cover yourself in the best energy you can and you go forth. Um, yeah, then we went and we saw there's like this Jewish wine cabinet that they have that supposedly houses a demon spirit. It's the Dybuk box. I'm not sure I'm saying that right. Apparently there are 10 of them. There's this whole story about how they capture demons and put them in these boxes and keep them safe. And there's a little video of an incident with Zach Baggins in this box. Honestly, interesting. Yeah. But again, behind the plexiglass with a, with a prayer on the plexiglass to try and protect people, I really kind of didn't feel anything. But again, if they're protecting everybody from these things, it's quite possible that we're protected from these things. So I'll give them credit. And we went downstairs and we were on the last couple of rooms. There's a rocking chair. That was interesting. It supposedly rocks with a demon and there was a child who was possessed connected to it. Um, it didn't move. I tried to make it move. I was watching it. I'm like, go on, do your thing. You know, because I want to see something. I want to see something. That's why I went to the haunted museum. I like haunted tours. I love to go on ghost tours. I am pretty obsessed with going places where there's spirit activity. Um, but nothing sadly and then we were we were done and we were on our way out i would say for the experience and for the stories it was worth the money it was an interesting it was very much an interesting experience i would not necessarily go again unless i was going and getting to actually get closer to the stuff so that i could feel the energy i might not go with friends next time because i did feel a responsibility to make sure everybody felt protected i have heard stories from other people who went who ended up with scratches or who ended up bringing something home with them or having experiences after having gone to the museum so I think I probably be willing to put myself at risk but when I'm with friends when I'm with people I care about I'm going to do my job as a spiritual person and protect everybody and so maybe that's why I didn't get to feel too much but I'm telling you Charles Manson's room creepy and nauseous and he didn't actually commit those murders he was just capable of making other people commit murders which always to me kind of indi indicates some kind of demonic power because if you can control others that's what demons and possession is it's about taking control of others so his was really the most creepy place the highlight again was peggy the doll because i have donna the doll i literally put a picture of her on my facebook page and took a picture off the search engine for Peggy the doll and said, look, my doll, same thing. And I found that absolutely fascinating. And my boys thought it was hilarious because for years they have said she is the creepiest thing. Michael, one of my sons was saying again, oh my God, when she used to be in our closet and she'd make the closet doors fall off. And I'm like, that was not Peg, that was not Donna, like, come on but you know kids have a wild imagination 
and to him it was the doll that did it so he's very happy she's now in my closet instead of his which i find most amusing but overall a decent day out it was an experience and i'm very much looking forward to our next um, ghost hunt there are a couple more close to town there's a ghost hunt in boulder city that i really want to go do and there's there's the mitzpah hotel that is located in tonopah they also have the clown hotel that i want to go see and i'm really kind of plotting now on doing a lot more haunted tours that i can report back on my podcast anyways i hope you all have found this as interesting as i found the museum and i hope you are all doing well i will talk to you next week and stay blessed out there